0: On SEN track. This is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Yes, welcome back to. Race card, and uh, Gareth, all with you on this Saturday morning as we get set for a massive day of racing. It's moving day there at Flemington. The highlight there is the Turnbull Stakes. A host of Cup hopefuls going around, and they're taking on one of the wait-for-age superstars of world racing in the Hong Kong Star and Romantic Warrior. It's a terrific support program there as well. The girl guy for the sprinters. We've got some terrific three-year-old races as well, including, of course, the Dane Hill down the straight for the three-year-old sprinters. Um, the Rose of Kingston for the Mares can Princess Grace win her first race the former American um, this campaign after competing in some handy Group One races already this spring. Plus, there's a free ticket into our greatest race, the Melbourne Cup, if you win the Bart Cummings this afternoon. And in Sydney, the Hill Stakes will take centre stage. This is race card thanks to Ladbrokes, which is making every race even more exciting. Make sure you download the app today. And Lad broke it. This man was too good for us last week because he was in a, I think he was in a corporate box there, AFL grand final day. I speak of Nicholas Quinn. G'day, Quinny.
1: No, that's not true, Gareth. I was just doing extra work to try and keep the Wolves at bay and provide for the family. Yes.
0: Did you enjoy yourself? It was
1: magnificent. It was great to be there. Can't believe you brushed the grand final. Three people offered you tickets and you declined. That's how big you are these days. But it was one of the all-time great grand finals. And, if you were a neutral, it was absolutely perfect. And if you went for Collingwood, it would have been absolute heaven.
0: Now we've got a special guest. We're trying to have a special guest on race card to kick off our Saturdays. And this man is, well, we met him through our time at Sky Racing and then he got poached and he went to RaceNet. and he's doing a wonderful job. He's also the manager of the superstars, including the jockey manager of uh, the best in the world or one of the best in the world in, in James McDonald. He's a Collingwood supporter. He's sixty, going on twenty-eight. I would,
1: I would say eighteen. Yeah. I call him the world's oldest teenager.
0: Correct, Mark Guest. Good morning to you, Guesty. Oh, the dynamic duo. How are you guys? <laughs> We're better now
1: that it's a trifecta. Do
0: you know how? Uh, do you know it's how?
2: High... So easy on the I'm nowhere near sixty, but anyway,
0: <laughs> you can say whatever you want.
1: Now, now you're talking to. Well, firstly, Gareth said that, not me, and secondly, you're talking
0: to males, so you don't need to lie about your age. Yeah. All right. And, you know, okay. Guesty, you know how hard it is to get James McDonald? Like, you got to ring up and try and get him on one of your horses. It's harder to get right. Guesty on this
1: show. <laughs> we had to ring J-Mac and say, James, can we just get Guesty for 10 minutes?
0: I had to ring Rupert Murdoch <laughs> to see if he was allowed to come on. Um, Guesty, hello to you, mate. First of all, congratulations with your Collingwood Football Club. What's more satisfying, watching J-Mac win an Everest or Collingwood win a Premiership? Uh, it's
2: a bit of both. Um... There's more money in the uh, Everest <laughs> than <laughs> the Collingwood, Collingwood thing. But, I uh, oh, look, I've been following Collingwood for since the 70s when uh, Peter McKenna was there. He was a champion of the game, and he was probably no bigger name apart from Jezalinka. Peter McKenna and were the two biggest names in the 70s. And I went for Collingwood, and uh, my dad told me at the time, he said, you shouldn't bank for that team because he was Fitzroy. Yeah. He said, they'll break your heart. Anyway, he proved right for most of the years. I mean, we lost so many grand finals, so... Uh, but to win it on Saturday, it was a, a great feeling. But if we had a loss, it would have been devastation. So, anyway, we got got the money and it was uh, it's a great feeling. It's more of a relief than anything else that they won it. But well, uh, I'm sure you've talked about this at North him the, uh, the Collingwood game. So, you're, anyway, we we'll move on to horse racing now. You,
0: you broke our heart. I'm a lion supporter. So, your old man was, um, well... He was wrong there, unfortunately. Wow. Um, but we did break your heart in the early two thousands. Anyway, Guesty, <laughs> yeah, you head out correct. to Flemington today. Your star, who James McDonald, he rides Romantic Warrior. What's Macca tell you about this star Hong Kong galloper?
2: Oh, look, he's just happy with how he's come out. Like when he came down to Melbourne to uh, work the horse, he's, he's very happy with um, what he felt, what he felt like. And I know he's got a grand final in a couple of weeks' time. But if he turns up and what he's shown in Hong Kong well he's going to be very hard to beat. I know look I I think he's too short from you know like two what is he 220 at the moment around that sort of price yeah 240 I, it's pretty short uh considering we've never seen him before like he's never raced here and just uh, just knowing there's another another race it looks like you get across fairly well fairly easily like it's with Goldman coming out and also El Patroness they would have been up in that sort of forward to midfield position leading sort of thing. So, well, Patrick would have been forward to midfield. The other one would have been right up on the pace. So that probably gives Romantic Warrior a good chance to get across.
1: Romantic Warrior worked very nicely at Werribee on Wednesday. And after that, the trainer came out and spoke to the media. And when asked why the Turnbull into the Cox Plate, he simply said, we asked James McDonald what he thought. And this is what James said. Why do you think James was leaning towards this race? Did you have any say in it? And was there a bit of a thought process that if you run here, then James can still contest the Everest as a hoop? Uh,
2: well, I think I'm not 100% certain. I wasn't privy to what the conversation was between Danny and James, uh, which, you know, happens a lot of the time. It's not just with me and Joe. I think it happens with lots of different jockeys. Once a good horse comes on the scene, a lot of jockeys like to sort of have a bit of more of a hands-on a hands-on uh, situation with the, with the connections. So they, they made that decision. My, my feeling was it's three weeks from the Turnbull to the Cox Plate, which is probably a better rate than, say, running two weeks out yeah. on Everest Day, like in the Caulfield Stakes. Do you think, think there was an element of James
1: out. James sort of wanting to be able to split the horse, though, from the Everest? Do you think that would have come into the equation as well?
2: Well, uh, well I'm sure he would have... Uh, yeah, it it did work out a lot better, that's for sure, because if it ran in the Caulfield Stakes, well, then all of a sudden, you know, he... He's got a dilemma, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. got to either be in Melbourne or he's, he misses the Everest For yeah, Everest Day because the King Charles is on that day as well. So it's a yeah, it was, would have been a uh, hard decision, that's for sure.
0: And um, and um, as uh, many people would like to have James McDonald in two places at once, and unfortunately, with the the clashes, guesty these days with feature racing in Sydney and Melbourne usually on the same day, we've got like. Golden Eagle on the same day as the Cox play. It's very difficult for a manager like yourself to, if you could have James McDonald in two places, it would make your job a lot easier.
2: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I know it's to do with, yeah the turnover uh, in regards to Saturday-Sunday racing. They do it in Europe. I know they're different countries, but you have one big race meeting on a Saturday and one on a Sunday. Let's just say, for instance, on next week, the Everest, say so have it on the Saturday, the Sunday have a corporate stakes meeting and the next year revert it back to the, uh, they have, they take it in turns for who has a Saturday meeting. You know, that way all the best trainers and, and the best jockeys get to compete because we're trying to showcase racing to not just our own people, but for, for people outside and see that you know, these the best people are at these meetings. We need that. I think from but I'm looking at it from the industry as a whole. I mean, I know it's, it's become state by state. You know, it always has been, I suppose, but it's more so now. Which is, uh, which I know, I'm just not for the racing fan. It's not ideal, and it's definitely not ideal for uh, for the jockey because they want to be able to. They have to miss some rides on some horses. I mean, years ago, Very Elegant, for instance. I know COVID hit, but Matt couldn't get down to ride Very Elegant in the Turnbull. Yeah. You know, and that's that's another jockey's, you know, good fortune. I get that, but I think we need the, the best jockeys and the best trainers at the best
1: meetings. Couldn't agree more. And unfortunately, racing doesn't work together in unison to do
0: what's best for the sport. Well, that's never going to happen because you like, and I think they've tried it before. And that's why they move, say, Underwood Stakes Day away from Melbourne Cup grand final weekend, because it's the Saturday afternoon that people punt for some reason. If you push a meeting like a a Caulfield Stakes meeting or a, a group one day like a Guineas Day to a Sunday, that would affect turnover massively. It was absolutely sensational. Well, they sensational. tried it on a Sunday, didn't they? Yeah. They tried
2: to the Underwood on a Sunday. No, it didn't work, it didn't. I don't think.
0: No, it didn't. No, that's right. It was a great Forgetting atmosphere, though, crowd. at Sandy. I thought it was a good crowd when Alligator Blood got the job done. Yeah, it was okay, but at Sunday, it's sort of like it because you're not competing with the other metropolitan meetings. And I think that you even see it sometimes when you've got a – uh, say a Flemington meeting, and they're racing at Newcastle for the Hunter, or a race like that. That the turnover isn't the same because mm. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just that, that's what they do. On it. People yep. do
1: on a Saturday. They have a, they watch the horses and have a flutter. Yep. Guesty with J Mac. How frequently yep. do you speak to him, and do you speak to him on race day? Uh,
2: generally on a race day, no. Uh, if he, if I see his number come up, he's not ringing to say how are you going. <laughs> there be, there'll be something to chase up or. Something like that. So, or, you know, just whatever it may be. There's many number of things it could be. But that would be, normally on race day, that's the situation. So I hardly ever. But during the week, yeah, well, well, it could be. Like on a Monday, we could speak to each other, oh, I don't know, 20 times.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and, bear, and even other days, you know, it varies. I mean, I, I do like it. When he was out with the uh, the foot injury, I was thinking, when's he going to get back to riding? Because <laughs> he's obviously, like, he's... Anxious to get back to ride, like he, he was a cat on a hot tin roof. So <laughs> I'd rather him be at the races, and and you know which he loves too. I mean, everyone wants him to be at the races. So, so you, um, yeah.
0: When you pick the yeah. wrong horse, do you cop it?
2: Ah, oh, we're working together a lot oh. of the time. Most of the time, we're working together. He'll say if it, if it wins, then he picked it, and then if it, <laughs> it loses, he said, "What did you go with that one?" But uh, but generally, no, we we try and work in together. Uh, I think when I initially managed him, I think it was more. You know, I was doing a lot more of that, but he's become a lot more hands-on with uh, with everything. Which, you know, that's that's okay for me. I mean, I, I think it's good to get a jockey's feedback if he's ridden the horse. Yep. He, it's important to get his um, his opinion. So well, he doesn't say much. He's very a bit, a bit like what you see on the television. He doesn't say much, but
0: what he does say is pretty important. I thought he was very good. I thought he warmed to the occasion there on Channel Seven when he like he he, he might have missed the kick by a couple of lengths, but I thought he won by three or four lengths. Hard held, he was. Once he settled in and got comfortable, I thought his his expertise and his insights yep. were must-listening. Must so he's a superstar on and off the track. Jay yeah, Mack- you see that
2: with every, in other sports too. The best – when you hear the best – like, I mean, yeah. I know Luke Hodge has been out of the game for a while, but you listen to Luke Hodge, he's brilliant to listen to uh, in football. And anyone that's just either retired recently or they're still in the game, it's always great to get their insights because if you get someone a bit older – it's sort of, you feel like, oh, even though they've, they're giving you something, when you hear the the latest guy, you realise how much insight they give, more so than the bloke who played 15 years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, well said, Guesty. What about in the other races? So I think a, a horse that interests me a lot is Kandinsky Abstract, the Full to Sunlight, worth $3 million, or purchased for $3 million by Coolmore and a few of their friends in that syndicate, Chris Waller Trains. They get the blinkers on him today down the mm. straight. Can that... Can that prove to be a couple of lengths difference for this this colt?
2: Well, you'd think there's got to be improvement from that uh, from that run, but uh, you'll have to go on the race there to see my selection.
0: Oh, <laughs> but, he's put yes. us behind, a paywall. No, well, put us behind the paywall. He's put us behind the paywall. no, is, no I, I, we, did, right. we didn't get him on to get his selection. You understand
2: that, but but no, no, <laughs> but I can, I can I'll make comment about. It. No, there's no doubt. That the blinker's first time should sharpen him up a bit. Oh I mean my. he looked a bit disappointing
1: the other day. That's one of uh, your best guests. Do you enjoyed that?
0: No, I love it. I'm going to get that. I'm going to <laughs> get gotta that. You've got to be up front. Yeah, you do, don't you? That's why we love Guesty, because we Guesty's one of the best judges I know, and you can he get is. his tips at RaceNet, um, along with the great Tony Brassel. But I, I wanted to get you because you're such a um, – I love – I ring Guesty a little bit, and most of the things that I say is because Guesty tells me to say on my show with oh, the oh, opinion. Oh, come on. Um, so – I you ask, can't believe that, can you, Quinny?
1: <laughs> Don't worry, I haven't believed one thing he said so far today. <laughs> so
0: Emily is dual guestie, all right. right? You're, no. you're Simon Miller and your Damien Lane will play a major part. Are you yeah. trying to? If you're Damien Lane, are you t- are you telling Simon to go to a Golden Eagle instead of a Cox Plate? And you have got to take your romantic warrior hat off here. What 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 would the process be like? What would the process be for that decision behind closed doors?
2: Oh well, Damien have a huge say for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean Simon, you know, and and like you'd have to. I mean, it'd be with the owner, I'd say you yeah, know, or Peter Walsh. You got the um, Simon and and Damien. Like they'd all sit down together. I would have thought, and uh, and discuss what they're going to do next. And Damien, that I think they'd play. that would sort of pay, you know, huge importance to what Damien has to say.
0: Because yeah. he would.
2: He he's done it. He's won Cox Bates. He knows the opposition, so like closely. So here we get a feel if that horse can win a Cox Plate. It was a super run the other day, I thought, at the Moonee Valley,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, so Laney, I reckon, I reckon Laney gets the final decision in a way because he knows Romantic Warrior because he's competed against that Galloper and he knows a couple of the Japan form lines that tie into a Romantic Warrior. And then he knows those horses competing in a... In a golden eagle, and there's a Japanese galloper there that he would know pretty well, and I think he would have an understanding what race would be best for her. So, yeah. um and Dean. I think also, yeah,
2: yeah I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I think also the jockey always has to take take into consideration. Gee, if I if we go there and I've got another ride, a good ride in the other race, well, it's to have a two pounds attack instead of going to one and they compete against each other you don't get the opportunity for the other race. So yeah. if it can work for him and and not sort of be against, sort of saying in the, in the heart of hearts, knowing that it can't, you think it's a better option to go that other way. Well, I think that's a great option for him. I mean, if you to go split both horses, I'm not saying which way to go with Amelia's Jewel. I mean, I think, she'll, I think she's going to be competitive whichever race she goes to.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. So I, I think the Golden Eagle is mm-hmm. definitely the favourite at the moment.
1: It depends, I think, on what Romantic Warrior does today. If Romantic Warrior comes out and wins head-on chest, they say we can go to an easier race in the Golden Eagle for more prize money, and I think that is what they will do and they should do. If, however, Romantic Warrior doesn't live up to the hype, and let's face it, we have seen these Hong Kong gallopers come over here and promise the world and deliver an atlas. If Romantic Warrior was to do the same, then all of a sudden they might think, no, we're going to stick to our campaign and the Cox Plate will be the target.
0: Now, Guesty... I want, to, um, I want to go inside the Inner Sanctum here regarding, say, the Everest. So you get the ride on Giga Kick um, after getting rid of Craig. We, I'm, only jo- I'm only joking. <laughs> he was giga. smirking oh, then, Guesty. He was going to go with it. Then he so, said, no, I won't. Then no, he went that way. No, this, I love stirring yesterday. So, <laughs> Have you talked about Giga Kick before? No, no. We, we, <laughs> no we're, not at all. We stopped talking about Giga Kick. Um, all right. So, so J-Mac has the ride on Giga Kick and then – I'll
2: just say one thing about that. I never, I'm the only manager I think that didn't call up for the ride. (laughs) But anyway, that's what uh, I mean.
0: And people have me cracked. The jockeys, the jockeys are the biggest, um, backstabbers going around. Because, because that's their job because they've got to try and like, snake season as Ollie calls it. Yeah. They're got to try and cut each other's lunch. Do you see the jockeys? Like I'm surprised there's no like more like, um, you know, heated arguments. So they might be in the jockeys room and, how did you do Well,
2: that? I think it, they know how it works and, and it's not the manager's um fault or anyone else. They're just doing the job. We just you just all you do is send a message or ring up and just say, you know, keep us in mind. Yeah. You never ever say anything if the jockey wrote a failure, you never say anything about the ride or anything. You just all you do is put the put the name out there and they either go with you or they don't. And that's yeah. all you can do really. I mean I th- that's I, a, that's a fair way of playing it. But
0: I, I thought you know, that I thought if I thought the conversation went like this, LA Rocket speaking, yeah, Mark, yes, Craig Williams, you say that. That was a terrible ride. Mac is available. Um, no, i Now, we'll get back on track. Hawaii 5-0, what was the process there? Hawaii 5-0, well, Mac did
2: a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, Mac, when I say that, um, they were, we were looking at different rides and what's, what's the best opportunity to go with. Uh, and we had to make a quick decision last week and it turned with such a good run the day before, well, it sort of, we just had to make a decision on that day. So it was, it was probably out of all the horses left, it might've probably looked the probably one of the best options we had. Yeah. and Because a, a lot of them were gone, as you know.
0: Yeah. And he's a big chance, isn't he, y 5 though, with his run there the other day. I know he's probably yeah. might be a bit better over more of a trip. Like, I don't know if yeah, the golden eagle would be a better option. But the way that he finished off out of his comfort zone, because I thought he'd be better on pace a little bit. I think Nash wanted to be a bit closer, but he missed the kick. Um, yeah, well, we he wouldn't want to do
2: that in the Everest. No. Because, look, there doesn't look to be a stack of speed. Um, so, you know, the horse block overpass would just roll along, and I think you'll, you'll give a lot of
0: cheek in that, right? So I think there's still no decision from you along. Has Shinzo confirmed for Coolmore just yet? So that's confirmed, yep. Yeah. So So – when we look at 53. this year's yeah, fifty-three. Yeah. When we look at this year's Everest, there is yeah. no pace in this race, and people say, "Oh, well, it's an Everest; there'll always be pace." But will there, here?
2: Well, this is it. I mean, I'd have to—I haven't really gone into into it or anything, in the like that because, as you know, um, as a, a manager, if you've got a rider in the race, we can not or uh, well, we can't have a bet. We can't be tipping on the race either. No. So just—it's a race in New South Wales rule.
0: Yeah, I wasn't asking it, yeah. t- but I'm just saying, like, yeah. there, there's there's no pace. So I was just fascinated by how the slot holders have gone about it, especially if you had a ladder decision. Do you go with a horse, Quinny, with a bit of pace?
1: Look, potentially, and there could be a horse up on speed, like an overpass that's mm. right in the race because of these circumstances. The race could be run to suit. And a couple of times we have seen these Everests where Red Zell was getting the job done when we thought the race would change complexion. It just never did, yeah. and the no. horse just kept kicking on speed because. I think it's safe to say this year some of the better credentialed runners will certainly be finding their feet a little bit and making their run as opposed to up on speed.
0: Yeah, it is going to be like next week, guesty, I know that you mentioned that like for to see the best of the best compete against each other, we would love to see that for a Guinea's Day and also an Everest Day. But for a racing fan, I don't think I can recall a better day at the on a Saturday afternoon than what we're going to get next week with the Everest King Charles. The Kosciuszko's got so much interest. And then in Melbourne, you've got a Turak that everybody's talking about. I think it's one of, it's been one of the, the better build-ups to a, yep. a Caulfield Guineas that I've seen for quite yeah. some time. A Turak when you've got Amelia's Jewel probably going around. And then a Might and Power, which is the final lead-up towards a Cox Plate. For racing fans, it doesn't get any better, Guesty. Yep, that's what
2: we want. And this time of year is fantastic. The spotlight's on racing. And the more people involved in racing... The better. I mean, the more media that are pushing it. I mean, the more people out there, you know, especially with the young people coming through on their socials, you know, they just keep pushing horse racing. And we're in a good place, but we just got to keep. We got to keep the momentum. Keep looking after the people that are already in the sport, because you know we gradually get people bit by bit by bit along the way. But when they see situations like Mr. Brightside and those celebrations, it's infectious. And young people see it and they want to be part of it. So these sort of things have to be... I mean, race clubs have to be mindful that this is what we need and we've got to keep making sure that we're not leaving anyone out. Like Collingwood did with the grand final this year. Craig McRae brought everyone along with the ride. All the Collingwood people. Didn't leave them out. And hopefully, so, although something didn't make it to the grand. <laughs> yes. 60,000 never made the granny. But, 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 you know, it, he was... He kept the supporters in the in the in the club, if you know what I mean. And so, and I think that's what racing has to do.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And we appreciate you taking us on the J-Mac ride because he's the most popular jockey I think in the land at the moment. And um, you're his coach. You're his Craig McRae. The fleet. am I right, Quinny? That
2: that Gareth switched camps so a couple of days ago. I heard you were saying that you've got a new favourite. What,
0: jockey, is I, I said no. That was an interest. So we had the we had that nothing uh, gets past guesting. No. Day. So what we we had a debate with Jackie Jenkins, the UFC fight, and we went, who who's the best jockey in the land at the moment? And it's right. fair to say, Mac, uh, I think Blake Shin, Blake Shin was. He's riding super. Yeah, he's riding yeah, super. And I, and I,
2: I, mean, Mac had a Mac had a month out, so you know correct. things. So you can only go on what's what's been 100%, happening.
0: So if you said right now, inform jockeys. Maca would be yeah. in the top three. But I, I think for the first time for a long time, guesty, that he's got challenges, which is great for the game because he's absolutely he's he's yeah, dominated for that must- long and that would make Macca hungry. Now, if you said to me you've got to buy stocks in a jockey right now to be the best jockey in the land at the end of the spring, I would mm-hmm. take James McDonald. But right well, that's now you anything can
2: happen, you know it's like 100 percent. game r- changes, um what do they say for me? Temporary and permanent? is permanent,
0: hundred percent guesty,
1: and that's why you're the classiest guestie.
0: So what would you say? Like, put like at least I can. Uh, I say I think I had Maca second or third. I had D lane B, sh, um, B lane Maca. There was around those ones. Those I think top you know you will
2: find people out. The public out there will say, and you know it's understandable. They say, well, of course he's good. He gets on the fastest horse, right? And that's that's fair enough because because you see it in car racing with Verstappen and yes. he gets the fastest car. The reason why he gets the fastest car because he, he's the quickest. Correct. And it's only point, It's only a split second. But this is the same as a jockey. Split second decisions make the great jockeys. Yeah, and and, and that's why. It's so every, yes, everyone can sit on a horse, and everyone can every jockey can sit sit well, and they look good. But can they make those little little decisions when needed at the right time? I mean, and that's it's like you see it with all sports. The best.
0: I haven't got much time to make a decision. No, and I think Mac has proven that. Like, like I, I still recall one of the greatest days of racing that I've seen was when Mac had um, delivered a, a complete masterclass through that Flemington oh, four days. wasn't that amazing? And, and Imagine it, managing him during that period. You'd he, still he, be counting the he money. He came with that mindset that he was just the best and he was going to be unbeatable. And I think that's what separates J-Mac from the rest of his opposition. And Guesty, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but... He's just got that. He's got that beast mode about him. Like it, when you listen to the greats of the the, the the modern eras in sport, you listen to Jordan or LeBron James and um, those type of athletes. Like they they well, believe they're their best. Yeah, they're yeah. driven and they're he's, like yeah. they're hungry. And
1: what he made fifteen million in prize money, and guess is his manager? You get ten percent of that. So in four days, you made one point five million.
2: Yeah, I wish. No, that's. But anyway, no, he's uh, he, he's got that sort of mentality. He's, which would the best of them have to have. It doesn't matter how many premierships he's won or how many um, stakes races, group ones, 80 group ones. doesn't matter. To him, he's starting out on number one again.
0: Yeah. Like and he, that, yeah he's, and, he's hungry. And he's hungry. And then I probably, we just motivated him to say on Giddy Up, we did you a favour. Um, guesty, but like Quinny sits on the fence. He doesn't want to um. Well, no, what,
1: what I like with this show, Gareth, is that you sort of half-pot someone, then they come on, and then you pump them up again. Like, you were very harsh on Chris Waller. He comes on the show. That's now everything's about Chris that, Waller again. No, You've demoted J-Mac from the number one seed. You've got the jockey manager on, and now J-Mac's the number one no, again. No, I didn't say that. Quinny, I, I know
2: what, what Gareth's like. <laughs> um, how many times have I invited him over just for a beer, and he, and he knocked me back? That's a lie. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a lie. <laughs> That's just, remember that time, Quinny. We had a beer out the front here, and, and Gareth
0: was
1: supposed to turn up. Yeah, we waited six hours for you. That's because in the freezing cold, too, it
0: was yeah. about ten degrees. That's because you got my phone and put international Tinder on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Quinny, always everyone's anyone who's got the microphone has control. So I I've got, got to take a break here, but Quinny, who are the top th- right now jockeys in the land? James right. McDonald, Blake Shin, Damien Oliver. So you still sorry, Damien Line. So you got Macker at one, still in front of Shin. Yes. All right then. There you go. See? You, yeah, you, it's all it's all it's all, it's all, it's all, opinionated. And, and um, we've got three great jockeys at the moment. And Craig Williams is probably
1: very stiff to miss there.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can um, I take a box first four? I think the Melbourne jockeys' room is better than Sydney oh, at I the agree. moment. Yep. I agree. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard people talking about that. For the first time same. in a long time, I'd rather the Melbourne yeah. jockeys' room than the Sydney jockeys' room your thoughts in, you, you
2: yeah I, I, I can i see where you're coming from yeah thanks for
0: that I get Guesty. along better i tell you that too yeah thanks for that Guesty. <laughs> hey Guesty. um rupert said it was okay you can't send an invoice in it anyway if you did send an invoice you'd probably send it in three years later um <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate your time here on on race how do we get your tips
1: Guesty? just remind us yes
0: how do we do, how do we get your tips yeah race
1: net
2: and then you've got to subscribe
1: all right. We might we might get Hugh Fitzpatrick to tweet the link. And after the news, I've got a great story about Hugh from yesterday. And do you know
0: what I'll do, Guesty? You have a chat to Rupert. Do you know what i would pay $50 for? What Macca says. <laughs> Macca's right. best. That that would be it. I'd subscribe to that as well as your tips, Guesty. Um, but after the show, can you send me your set? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Guesty. Appreciate it. Uh, I've enjoyed it, guys. All right, All there me. you go. Great fun, Mark Guest there. This is a race card. Thanks to Labbrokes. is making every race even more exciting. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au It's a wonderful insight. Well,
1: that was great. I can't believe we spoke to Guesty for half an hour and we got words in as yes. well. Yes,
0: let's take a break. We'll come back with plenty more.